Beth and I'm a psychological wellbeing practitioner from Newcastle. I just wanted to say the biggest thank you to the contributors of the Clinical Psychologist Collective book. I've enjoyed reading this so much and loved having an insight into the range of backgrounds and experiences people have prior to applying for the doctorate and it's been really interesting seeing the potential barriers to the application as well and how I can try and work around this. I really started to doubt myself and whether I was good enough to apply for the clinical psychology doctorate but this has really given me the confidence boost that I needed to give it a shot so the biggest thank you ever. If you're looking to become a psychologist Then let this be your guide With this podcast at your side You'll be on your way to being qualified It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast With Dr. Marianne Trent Hi, welcome along to the Aspiring Psychologist podcast. I am Dr. Marianne Trent and I'm a qualified clinical psychologist. If you're watching on YouTube, you might well notice this is part of the Paulie Wing series um, where I've broken my arm. Um, Why not subscribe and like this video and maybe think about dropping me a comment in as well to tell me what your favourite episode of the podcast has been so far. As I record this, we are in the middle, coming towards the end of the doctorate in clinical psychology application season for this spring. Given that it's such a competitive industry and that the places are so highly sought after, then it's understandable that emotions can run high from time to time, if not much of the time. And recently I'd seen um, a post on Twitter that had said, Can those who have offers already for the DCLIN side and still have interviews coming up at least consider just accepting one so others on reserve list for interviews can at least have a chance of getting at least one offer without having to wait another year whilst being poor? So I hear you. It's very, very difficult if you are on a reserve list and if you feel like this affects another year of your development and your opportunities. But also, I think it's worth saying that the people who have interviews and even those who have offers have still earned the right to attend those interviews. So today we're going to be looking at whether it's okay to still attend interviews for any psychology profession or area if you already have a job offer. I'll be guiding you through a few of my thoughts, feelings, insights and reflections on this. But if you've got some of your own, I would love you to come and tell me what you think to this. Come over to the Aspiring Psychologist Community Brackets Free group on Facebook and let me know what you think. And if you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments. So generally speaking, when going to interviews for probably non-psychology roles, or maybe even if it's a psychology private practice role or private institution role, one of the advantages about going to a job interview when you already have a job offer is that you might be able to use that for salary negotiation. Clearly in NHS bandings, 
that's probably not going to work. But one reason you might want to do that is if you're applying to a course in the London waiting area where the salary is slightly higher. But of course, that is done for a reason. So that is done because, of course, living in and around central London is more expensive. But if you've already committed that you'll be commuting, um, then you may want to consider doing that. But of course, it is likely your costs for commuting might well be higher as well. So I think it's fair to say that generally speaking, in what is largely an NHS industry for assistant psychologists, but not exclusively, of course, it's unlikely that you'd be wanting to attend that interview to think about using it for salary negotiation. But of course, not impossible. Another reason you might choose to still attend is to use it as an opportunity for gaining experience. Perhaps all of your interviews in the past have been remote interviews if you've done them over the last few years. So perhaps this is an in-person interview and you'd really like to see what this university or employer is going to be like. Um, and often getting a feel for you know what the parking is like what the traffic is like around the area whether you'd feel safe there whether you feel like you like aspects of the interview or the course relating to the physical environment and the people that you meet it might be even meeting people on reception and that they're so lovely that they just make your day and make you feel like you're being put at ease. I know I've spoken in the past about the buffets and the fact that I was given herbal tea at one of the interviews that I um, that I attended. And those for me were really small factors that made me feel like it was a, a closely aligned course for me. And when I've attended um, psychology assistant interviews in the past, uh, one was um, in Nottingham and one was in Birmingham, and the parking was atrocious, <laughs> really, really bad. It meant I had to leave my car on a side street and then walk. And so that was perhaps not going to be ideal in the longer term. But sometimes we can only know that when we've walked a mile in the shoes <laughs> to that interview. And so also it's worth saying always when you're going somewhere that you're not quite sure what's going to be the deal. Speaking of shoes, it might also be an idea when attending interviews in person to take a pair of shoes that are comfortable in your bag so that if it does involve a long walk from a train station or a bus stop or from where you've parked your car, if you've driven, that you can do so in comfort so that you're not limping into your interview when you do get there. Having recently been in central London trying to get somewhere on time for something that I needed to look rather smart for, I would also suggest that it might be advantageous, if you can afford it, to at least get an Uber or a taxi when you're attending the interview. Because arriving in a big sweaty mess and feeling like you've ruined your outfit is also not a good look. So <laughs> learn from the lady who was in um, a sort of nicely satiny shirt that did not look good after I'd been hustling. So yeah, having a think about how you might physically 
um, attend interviews and feel and look your best and not be completely overwhelmed and stressed out when you get there can be useful too. Anyway, that's a bit of an aside, isn't it? So let's take a quick pause here to um, take a listen to one of the book jingles and I will catch up with you on the other side. We're using today's episode to weigh up some factors involved in whether we should or would or could attend interviews in the psychology profession when you've already been offered a job somewhere else. So, of course, you have earned this right to have this interview, whether or not you were offered a reserve list place for the interview or an outright place. It's based on your performance in the form application that you submitted. It might also be linked to any assessment tests or checks that you've done too. And when we're making decisions, sometimes it can be useful to make them as informed a decision as we can. How can we know that it's going to be a good fit for us or not a good fit for us for the next one, two, three, four, five, six, could be many years if we haven't been and had a look and checked it out for ourselves. And one of the things I loved about in-person interviews, certainly for the doctorate, was the chance to meet other delegates. So if there's going to be a couple of people employed at the same time, for example, when I worked for Boots um, in Milton Keynes when I was um, 16, 17, 18 and a little bit older than that as well, um, we had a group interview um, and being able to meet people that eventually ended up being my colleagues was wonderful, really part of a bonding experience. And when I had my doctorate in clinical psychology interviews, meeting people that would be potentially part of my cohort, in fact, people that I met I certainly think I met two people on my cohort for the first time at our interview day. So it's a really nice chance to check out the other people, see what you think um, and whether you feel like you might want to to be part of their cohort, because that's clearly the type of candidate that that particular role attracts. Do you get a good feel about the other candidates? And whilst, of course, when we're looking at selection days that might run over multiple weeks, we can't necessarily know that we would be meeting our future colleagues um, or that we are all going to be the same across all of the interview days. I think it does give you a very nice feel for how it might be if you were working in that role. So if you are trying to deliberate between, should I? What does it say about me if I do go when I've already had this offer? Then to you, I would say, just says you're a human and that you are allowed to do what you've been offered the opportunity to do. You're also allowed to not go if you choose that you want 
the chaos to end and you want to take control. But there might be reasons that you're wanting to attend the interviews because actually that course or job is going to be a better fit for you personally, geographically, maybe even the style of the work or maybe even the supervisor that you might be getting to work with um, might also be factors that you're considering. Maybe you have people that you need to support um, in your life and that this particular job role or training place is going to suit your needs better. For example, maybe you are a parent and you're aware that actually this course or employer is particularly good at treating parents humanely and so that they can optimally parent their children as much as possible. And in this this day and age of social media, you might find that actually networking is a really nice opportunity as well. So if you meet someone at an in-person or even a Zoom interview for that matter, and you really feel like you click, then you might want to add each other on socials and you might well be really useful supports for each other for this next stage of your career, or maybe even as a lifelong friendship. You never know where it's going to go. And that's been a really nice part of the aspiring psychologist membership as well is that the members are so supportive of one another and as people have been getting interview dates and even place offers for the doctorate in clinical psychology people are genuinely thrilled for one another and they're they're not only thanking me but thanking the supportive nature of the group and feeling like they've got everybody rooting for them on their side. So if you feel like this industry of ours is making you feel a bit lonely um, or making you feel like others are, you know, wanting to hack you down so that they can have your place, then it might be that you want to consider coming on board to the Aspiring Psychologist membership. And there'll be links in the show notes to that, but you can also check out details in any of my socials. And if you're on YouTube, there will there'll be a link in the description and on the screen right now too. And as humans, we, you know, we are curious creatures and we like to feel that we are right in our decision. And so it might be that you're feeling like job offer A or course offer A is totally going to be a bit of you. But we can't know what we don't know. We might be pleasantly surprised um, by what we see, hear, feel and experience at this other interview. And so you can give yourself permission to be curious. And whilst, of course, I know it might be really anxiety provoking and sad making for somebody who's not getting an interview this year, I firmly believe that it's a really nice position to be in when you're getting more than one interview offer um, in a year so that you do get that chance to make a choice. And so that it's indicating that not just one course thinks you're ready, um, that other courses or jobs also think you're ready and you've got something worthwhile to bring. It's not to say at all that if you're not getting interviews that you don't have something worthwhile to bring. But I honestly have said before that I felt when my time was right, my form felt genuine. It felt like a bit of me. It felt like I was being my genuine self. And I was then offered three interviews and it just felt like it was my time. Um, And so, yeah, 
maybe think if you're not getting outright interviews or if you're still on the waiting list, if you've learned since this podcast was released that you're not being offered interviews this year or for the job that you've applied for, um, think about how you can use these next few months um, to further and advance your skills, your abilities, your reflections, um, your insights and to strengthen any weaknesses or bits that you've got gaps in your CV for. You might, of course, feel that one particular course or job aligns more with your goals or your priorities and the things that you see as exciting and important and worthwhile in the psychology profession. It might be that you have a particular interest in doing research under one of the academic staff in a particular course or organisation. Um, whatever reason you've picked to put that course or that job into your job basket and to apply for it, is valid and important and you're allowed to have a shot at that and make your mind up. Um, and of course, if other people do have multiple interviews and then they all get to choose, it's of course useful for those on the reserve list for actual places, not just interviews. And honestly, I would love to be a fly on the wall when people get the phone call or the email to offer them reserve list places. Um, I turned down one place um, to accept another. And yeah, just knowing that you've potentially changed someone's life and, you know, and altered their career trajectory and knowing the celebration and the joy that they'll be feeling and experiencing for themselves, but also likely with their family and their support networks around them. So incredible. And yesterday I had a voice note from one of my members um, telling me that they had been offered a place on, um, on a course. Um, and honestly, I dissolved into tears as I was leaving a voice note um, in response because it really does matter. It's such a big deal. And it's so wonderfully affirming when people are getting the news and they're getting that message that, yes, they 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 are chosen. They are doing they're moving in the right circles. They're saying the right things and they're going to get to advance to the next stage of their career. And honestly, I could cry again now. I just feel like I've got the best job in the world. And thank you for all of you who've been so kind about the podcast and about the books and the membership. If you've got any questions or anything you'd like to say about this episode, um, do let me know. I'm not any less sad for you if you don't have interviews to go to or if you are waiting to hear back. I am moved by your distress as well. But I firmly believe that your time is coming and you will get there. Uh, when you're ready for this next stage of your journey. Thank you so much for listening and for being part of my world. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out, hope you've had a marvellous coronation weekend with all of the scones that you might choose to eat and hope the sun has shone for you. Wishing you all of the best of luck with any interviews you might have coming up or with being offered places for interview or on a course if you're on a reserve list. I love celebrating with you. So do come and hook up with me on social media. I'm Dr. Marianne Trent everywhere because I love to celebrate your wins. So keep having them. Hold your head high. Do your brilliant 
best self. Um, And I look forward to catching up with you on the next episode, which is available from 6am on Monday. Take care. If you're looking to become a psychologist, then let this be your guide. With this podcast at your side, you'll be on your way to being qualified. It's the Aspiring Psychologist Podcast with Dr. Marianne Trent. My name is Diakolola Amujo. I am a recent psychology graduate from Ireland. I am also an aspiring clinical psychologist. Dr. Marion's book, The Clinical Psychologist Collective, has been so helpful to me on this journey to becoming a clinical psychologist. As I plan to continue postgraduate studies in the UK, I found it extremely useful that this book provided in-depth information on the UK DeClinSci application process. I enjoyed reading about the experiences of both qualified and trainee clinical psychologists. The various narratives were my favorite part of the book, as everyone's story was different and it provided amazing insights into the clinical psychology journey. I would definitely recommend this book to anyone interested in psychology and aspires to become a clinical psychologist.